Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 33. That's right, 33. Trace in the old Espanol language of the John D. Podcast. Oh uh, yeah, May 27th, 2021 is what it's rolling into right now, which means it's rolling into 98 days. That's right, 98 days. No booze for me. Mm-hmm. No booze. No booze. No booze. But it's all good. Feel pretty good? Yeah. Back here in the Lizard Mill Creations studio. Yes, that's right. Uh, check it out. Uh, Lizard Mill. That's, yeah, that's my wife's company, her craft company. Lizard Mill. L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D space mill. M-I-L-L. Last word. Creations. Uh, check her out on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I keep saying that. Hey, check her out. Like Check out my wife. Don't get me wrong. She's a good looking woman. I mean, check out her Facebook craft stuff. Uh, there you go. <laughs> which she does she does really good stuff and i'm not saying this is for bullshit reasons and because i'm partial to her obviously but she does good stuff i see her all the time she makes this stuff by hand you know she's on the machine <clears throat> sewing away doing all that stuff <clears throat> it really is quality stuff and i wouldn't tell you if i didn't think so stupid trees and um yeah so check it out on facebook find me on twitter john d comedy j-o-n-d comedy uh, also, if you're on Twitter, obviously find the page for the, the Twitter, whatever thing for the show at John Podcast, J-O-N Podcast. You can do that. Facebook, T-H-E-E-J-O-N-D Podcast, the John D Podcast on Facebook. All right. In a case I went over too fast, uh, uh, at John Podcast, if you're on Twitter, you can email me for the show, the John D Podcast at gmail.com. All right. I don't think I need to respell it again. I think I've already done it. Enough. The Johnny Podcast at gmail.com, which we're going to have some emails we're going to be answering later on in the show. Not going to be too long of a show today. I'm hoping. I know I always say that. Then I talk and I talk and I talk. And next thing you know, I'm making two part episodes. What the hell is going on? Ugh. All right. I, a lot of people have told me, hey, John, do some silly stuff. Let's talk about other things besides politics. Okay, I'll get away from politics, but I tell you what. If you want me to not talk about politics, you got to stop this stupid shit from going on, okay? And I'm really, but I'm telling you, I was in a good mood. Liz went to bed. Kid was already asleep. I was like, okay, going down in the studio, going to hang out in my studio, do some recordings. And right before I turned the TV off, Mike Lindell was on it. Do you know who Mike Lindell is? I've talked about him before. He's the My Pillow guy. My Pillow! That guy. He's said he said he's saying that uh, Trump's gonna be back in the White House by August because he's been doing an investigation since January 9th that he claims on the Steve Bannon ugh, podcast that he's been doing this investigation. What's Bannon's thing called? What is it? Hold on, I had it. Steve Bannon's podcast is called Pandemic Podcast. Huh. Okay, well that's catchy. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, he says that uh, he's got evidence that he's going to take in front of the Supreme Court that says that uh, Biden and the Democrats all stole the election because there's no way possible that Jesus would let Donald Trump lose the election. You know who lost the fucking election for Trump? Donald J. Trump. That's who lost the freaking election. Ugh. He did it. Uh, he's, you know, he is literally like playing anytime I play 
you know, I'm shooting hoops with my son who's eight years old or anything, you know, any other activity we're doing where it's a competition, whenever I score or I win, oh, I must have cheated. I must have cheated. No, it must, there's no way. He's like, there's no, 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 you cheated. That's what kids do. That's how Trump acts. And then you got this crazy lunatic freaking Mike Lindell coming in with his guy's worth like $300 million. I I think he's batshit crazy. And, you know, I, I don't care. People are like, well, how can you sit there and chastise him? You know, he used to be a crackhead and you used to be an alcoholic. No, I'm always going to be an alcoholic. He is always going to be a crackhead. It's just whether you get your life together. Okay, he's done that, but it doesn't mean he's not crazy. I'm crazy. I'm talking to myself in my basement. That hopefully some people listen to later. I'm saying... Now he's, why does he believe in this crazy? Who believes in this shit? All these other people, Attorney General Barr, all these other people—they've all said it was didn't that he lost the freaking election, people. But he says Mike Lindell, ugh, crazy ass. Hi, I'm Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. When I used to smoke crack on the streets of Minnesota, sometimes I'd be laying there on the street and I think, damn it, my neck hurts. And I thought, how am I going to fix this? So I found Jesus. I found memory foam. What's memory foam? Who gives a shit? Buy my crappy pillow. I'm going to wear this totally denim, button-up, collared shirt. And I'm going to wear my cross, proving I found Jesus, hanging awkwardly from my neck. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. All right. But that's it. I don't, I don't, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try not to do that anymore. This episode. All right. Let's talk about some other stuff that happened. Um, how about the gas shortage? Yeah, that happened. I, right after I posted, literally, I think I, had, well, no, I had done, I recorded episode 32, parts one and two on a Sunday, Saturday into Sunday. And then I posted it Sunday evening. And I guess I was up late. I just I remember reading at some point early Monday that the pipeline, the Colonial Pipeline thing had been shut down, that they had announced by a bunch of hackers uh, they believe in Russia named Dark Side, which I thought was a Bruce Springsteen song. But, on the dark side, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying half the time. Yeah, that dude. And But anyways, Dark Side. And uh, I probably shouldn't talk about him really that much, though. I'm, 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 not, I'm just saying, <laughs> they come after me. <laughs> Bunch of Russian hackers. We have shut down podcast. No more John D podcast for you. I'd be like, okay, I don't give a shit. I don't have any money. Well, no podcast then. Okay, good. I'll just there's two million of them. I'll just go make number two million and one. Call it something else. The John D podcast two. <laughs> I'll call it a reboot. The fuck is a reboot? Anyways, yeah, the freaking gas shortage. So people went crazy, started hoarding all the gas, right? They said, don't hoard the gas. What did people do? Just like at the start of the pandemic and all the lockdowns, toilet paper, paper towels, all that shit. You know, they sat there and they stocked up booze. Booze sales went up 142% in the state of Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, 142%. I mean, people want to sit there and say that, uh, 
you know, things happen to them during the pandemic that um, cause things to them. You know, for instance, people are like, oh, well, if you, you know, the pandemic, it probably caused you to become an alcoholic. No, it didn't. That was a culmination of years of me drinking too much. The pandemic simply exacerbated it. But then we come out of this, then we get this pipeline thing going, and they're like, don't hoard all. And what do they do? All over Facebook, all over social media, all over just the internet in general, just the white people out there filling up eight or ten multi-gallon cans of gas, shoving it to the giant back of their giant SUV, which would be in a, well, seems accordingly, right? They would, they're shoving it in there, and they're hoarding the gas. Nobody else has any gas, but they don't give a shit. And they're sitting there. They're out there in public. They, they, you know, they got the one picture I saw. Not one. I saw many, but this one I saw was where the husband's. He's literally he's pumping the he's pumping the gas, right? He's pumping the gas. The wife is picking up a can and putting it into the back. Like, you know, I assume it's his wife. I think it's his wife. Uh, judging from him, I think that probably uh, for anybody, any woman to be seen with that guy in public, she's probably legally obligated to do so. In some sort of fashion, I'll take marriage just to give him benefit of the doubt. Now, what is this guy doing now, though? Because what happened? Colonial Pipeline, people freaked the fuck out. They paid the $5 million uh, to get this ransomware taken care of. They got the pipeline restarted. And now idiots like this dumb guy are sitting there with a garage full of gas. Wondering, what's he going to do with it? Obviously, he can use it. He can use it, right? But how long is it going to take? And this is a this is the thing. This is where, uh, you know, karma's a bitch. You know, payback's a bitch. Whatever you want to say, is where. So obviously he's out. So is he going to refill his tank every time he goes out? Because if he's going to go out for a extended period of time, he's going to drive around on that big ass SUV. It's going to get low on gas. He's not going to want to go to a gas station when he's got all this gas at home. But what if he's across town? You know what he's going to have to do? He's going to take one of those cans out that he's been carrying around in his car, right? He's going to have to pour it out. So he's going to look. He's not going to be, but he's going to look like one of those people who ignored the gaslight and just kept on going. You know those morons? How Who runs out of gas anymore? That's what I want to know. Who doesn't look at their who, You have a fucking light, people. Well, I didn't know what it meant. It looks like a gas pump. I had a woman one time. I was uh, worked at the same place as her, and... She had run out of gas and wanted somebody to bring it to her. Guess what? I got delegated by my manager to go help this idiot uh, get off stuck from off the side of the road. She said she didn't know it was a gas pump. She said she thought it looked like a robot. I'm not lying. Yeah. So whatever. But that's what that guy's going to look like. He's going to look like one of those people that let the vehicle run out of gas because he's going to be poured in. Like I said, he won't be one. But people are going to drive by like, that fucking moron ran out of gas. <laughs> what an idiot. And in a sense, they are right. The guy is an idiot because he hoarded all that gas. And he screwed over everybody else who lives around him. And that, my friends, is called selfish. Oh, I'm just drinking juice and uh, water today. No NAs, no non-alcoholics. Although... One of my favorites right now is a Lagunitas IPNA. So it's a it's a IPA, but it's not alcoholic, made by the company Lagunitas. It's pretty good. I like it. But now nah, I'm just juicing water tonight. I'm tired. I don't need anything else. 
that's going to make me sleepy, right? I got to stay up for you guys. Yeah, so the gas shortage. And, you know, people are saying that um, this is one thing I read. Check this out, people. You want to talk about conspiracies, right? Some people are saying that because oil had dropped for a while, that somehow the oil-producing companies, not necessarily OPEC, uh, but these uh, these companies, these, well, countries, made this whole thing happen because what happened when the pipeline got shut down, right? Price of gas went up. <gasps> Oil, gas. Because hmm? they're going to need... Well, I would, It doesn't make sense because the, 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 the Arabs are producing oil, which still needs to be made into gas, right? I don't know. Seems kind of... Everybody loves their things. But, you know, people steal elections. They make gas pipelines shut down with Russian hackers that are named after Bruce Springsteen songs. You know, it could happen. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I know I said I had stuff talking about, but the, those dark side people who shut down the pipeline said that they are out to make money. They admitted it. I thought that was pretty straight up, right? Like, look, we want to make millions of dollars. We're not, we're not, you know. We're not going to beat around the bush on that one. You know, we want to stand under the money tree and have it fall on us. All that money. Whee! You know, they want to make it rain, right? <laughs> At least they were up front with that. But they did say in their statement that they do it in a way that doesn't cause social or economic problems. Well, what is taking all the gas away uh, going to do? I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. Don't give me that bullshit. Where are we at? Okay. So let's see. What else has happened? Uh, this was funny. I read this the other day. Uh, I read a lot. I don't read a lot of books, but I read news and things like that. I like to get my fill and other stuff. So I found this one. Um, the headline says, this is in Newsweek. That's where I found it. Woman fired for allegedly feeding monkeys uh, at a Texas zoo. That's what it says. <clears throat> Here's this. Uh, boom. A zoo goer has been fired. A zoo goer. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I make sure I said that right. I almost said goozooer. Ooh, nobody wants to go there. A zoo goer has been fired from her job at a law firm after being filmed climbing into a spider monkey enclosure and trying to feed the animals. And here's the kicker, folks. Are you ready? Are you ready? Flaming hot Cheetos. That's right. That is right. That's the best you they could do. Were they looking at her like, really, lady? This is what you flaming hot Cheetos? What the f- what is wrong with you? Flaming hot. She couldn't even take them something decent, huh? No Cheetos, flaming hot, of flaming hot. They're the worst ones of all. That's the thing. I've always tolerated Cheetos. I had a ham sandwich the other day. We were low on chips. I was forced to eat Cheetos. They're okay. They're not, but they're no Cool Ranch Doritos. You know, they're no salt and vinegars. Mm mm. Flaming Hot Cheetos? How the hell did you get Flaming Hot Cheetos at a zoo anyway? Hold on. Let's read more. <clears throat> Video posted on Instagram on Saturday showed the woman standing in the exhibit at El Paso Zoo. And to, wouldn't it be the El Paso Zoo? Ooh, I wonder if they have a podcast. <laughs> the El Paso Zoo podcast. Yep, everybody else has one. Why not them? Uh, El Paso Zoo in Texas. In the clip... She can be seen trying to feed two primates. Those are monkeys. Two primates, um, who officials later said were named Libby and Sunday, 
Well, El Paso Zoo, I'm going to go with your scraping the bottom of the barrel on the naming the monkeys thing. Libby <laughs> and Sunday. Libby, I don't know where the fuck you get that from, but and Sunday. Is that the day of the week that the monkey primate was born? Was that was it a Sunday? While near a waterfall. Well, at least it was picturesque, right? You know, when you're going out there, potentially getting your face ripped off by some monkeys to feed them Cheetos. Make it make it a magic moment. Make it something that you want to take a picture of. Hey, memories last a lifetime. And so do scars. So um, zookeepers warned that the stunt put both the woman who has not been named and the monkeys at risk. <laughs> I don't, has not been named. Where'd she get fired from? Um, well, of course, I don't think the monkeys are that at risk, though. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. Unless the woman was trying to hurt them, but a monkey will mess you up, man. I. That's the thing. Mankind. We are soft. We are soft pink creatures uh, for the most part. I mean, whatever color your skin is, you know, it's it, it's all the same, right? We're small compared to what wildlife is. Even the smallest creatures can mess us up. You know, we, mankind goes out into the wild. We need stuff. We need tools. We need blades, spears, guns, you know, for our knowledge, our higher cerebral ability to really come into effect. Otherwise, what are we born with? Nothing. We got nothing. We don't have claws and fangs and all kinds of other stuff. That's wildlife. That's why I don't mess with wildlife. I saw this video the other day. This woman, she was she took the top off this big uh, aquarium, right? No water in it. No, but there was a giant-ass boa constrictor. Now, it wasn't that big, but this thing in the video, the woman sits there. They take the top off. There's a dude standing there with her, right? I'm going to say, judging by the video, she's dealt with this snake in the past. She puts her, the snake comes up out, sticks his head out, kind of looks and looking. And she puts her hand out and the snake literally just latches on to like her wrist area, wraps his arm, wraps his, wraps his body or her body could have been around this woman's arm. And she starts screaming, starts freaking out. And that's what boas do. Boas uh, kill their prey by squeezing them. To like so basically like what they do is they squeeze their prey so they either crush you to death if you're small enough as a as the prey is, or what they do is they suffocate uh, what their their prey. So what they'll do is they will um so basically every time you breathe out you can't breathe back in, right? So they suffocate. So every time it gets a little tighter, a little tighter, you suffocate. That's how they do it. And and the and that snake was going up and it was going like around her arm, down around her, cling, clinging onto the leg. That snake could have killed that woman easily. She's bleeding everywhere, all the stuff like that. Now, some of you are probably sitting there going, "Oh my God, that's horrendous, John. Why are you talking about that?" Because you know why? I'd rather watch that video than watch a video. I don't think they, I don't know if they even exist, and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a video of of a monkey watching what they can do to somebody's a human being's face. That <laughs> that is. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think the monkeys were that big at risk, except for the fact that they were eating shitty snack foods. That's it. Um, well, let's read on. Let's see. Park official Mason Kleist told ABC Seven on Sunday, "What the monkey Sunday? Wasn't that the name of the monkey? Not on Sunday. 
The monkey of the day. The fucking day, man. Oh, there's a monkey named Sunny. I know that. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So I guess it was the day of the week that the small monkeys weighing about 13 pounds. That can definitely, yes, it's right here, can do substantial damage. Mm-hmm. And that interrupting the animal's special diets. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are they posh, like, only eat certain things? I guess. I don't know. Could give them stomach problems and bowel disruptions. I don't know about you, but every time I've eaten flaming Hot Cheetos, I didn't have any disruptions. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it could have been, the, you know, however much tequila I'd poured down my throat before, after, during the drinking of uh, and tequila and then subsequent Cheetos that came up at, around it sometime. Uh, anyways, I never had a disruption. I could see the stomach problems, but... Yes, they do eat different, you know, they don't, they have a, what they eat. They eat shit like they would in the wild. I don't know. I mean, that's got to be pretty posh kind of thing. I mean, they get exactly what they need to eat, right? As opposed to being out in the wild where they got to forge around, find their stuff and do whatever. No, they hang out all day. They make little monkey babies. They do whatever. And then, you know, yeah, 13 pounds though. That That is a big monkey. And, okay, not every monkey could probably mess you up. A 13 pounder could, you know, even that little monkey in Indiana Jones, that little thing. Yeah. That thing could mess you up. Right. Um, or even the ones, I mean, they'd probably hurt, wouldn't kill you, but you know, rip your face off. But the ones you see, you know, the ones at the zoo, you go to the zoo and there's those little teeny, teeny, teeny monkeys in there and they go, look at that little monkey. It's so cute. It's got a little baby. It's got a little baby. (coughs) All of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm going to take a leak and go find these freaking polar bears. Where are those? <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I tickled my throat. Um, zoo director Joe Montesano said the woman involved, who can be seen below, you can't really see much of that. <clears throat> she doesn't look crazy, but then again, you can never tell, right? <clears throat> Joe Montesano, sorry about that said the woman involved, who can be seen below, had been stupid and lucky and promised to beef up security. Probably a good idea because the the barrier that they had, I was reading something else, it was like a waist-high on an average-sized adult, uh, waist-high barrier. Then they had a, a moat, right, that was four foot deep. And this woman just stepped over the barrier, waded through the moat. I, was like, I think four foot's a little more than waiting, but okay. And climbed up the other side, went and hung out with the monkeys next to a waterfall. Memories. Uh, but anyway, so here it is. So amid, so this gets, this is the thing people don't realize. Um, and this is what I'm saying about what the the racist tirades that people have gone on and gotten fired for. But it's still, it's on the internet. The internet, it's all out there. Me saying this stuff right now, it's gonna all be out there. Uh, but yeah, amid the backlash, Love It Law Firm released a statement on Monday night in which it said. The woman in the video was an employee, but has been terminated. Okay. All right. Yeah, Baba don't work here no more. I don't know if that's her name. The statement read, we learned this morning that the individual who was filmed trespassing in the spider monkey enclosure of the El Paso Zoo. See, they said it there, not before. Was an employee of Lovett Law Firm. She has been terminated. Didn't you just say that? 
Okay. Just to drive it home. It says, the firm has always been a strong supporter of animals and animal advocacies. Animal. Uh, we do not condone this irresponsible and reckless behavior. We support the El Paso Zoo and our thoughts go out to the spider monkeys Libyan Sunday because they've been traumatized by a crazy bitch with flaming hot Cheetos. What was that? I mean, I hope they will recover from this traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah. That's one way. You know, you go for a job interview and you're there like, oh, well, I see here you worked at Lovett Law Firm for several years. How was, uh, you know, reason for termination? I fed some monkeys. <laughs> uh, would you, and then that little part, you know, in the bottom, on it, you know, explain. <laughs> you can't explain why I was at the zoo. I was drunk as shit. I had some flaming hot Cheetos. There was a monkey over there. I said, hey, this monkey seems like it might want some flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, well, we've got a couple more people we're going to talk to, but we'll let you know. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else happened? Oh, I was reading this. Oh, I want to tell you guys this. Hold on. Where is it? You ever go on that? Um, where am I at? Yeah, screw it. You ever go on that uh, website, Reddit? Have you guys ever gone on that? Um, it's actually a pretty cool little thing to do. I, I like the parts on it where it's, it's, it's am I the asshole? It's a, a forum, right? And Reddit, I don't know if you, I've gotten into it recently just because it's got some really funny shit on there. Um, people just ask the most random questions. And this one forum is called Am I the Asshole? So this is what happened. Um, this guy's family is furious at him because his uh, all right let's read this story um a 21 year old is refusing to attend his twin brother's wedding okay well i mean that's all right let's check that out right his family is furious with him so he asked reddit's am i the asshole for him to weigh in so here's what happened he broke up with his girlfriend uh from high school they've been dating um and uh, he and she were going off to different colleges. After his first year of school, his twin brother surprised him with news. It turns out that the twin brother had started dating the Reddit poster's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And now they're engaged. That's really freaking weird. You know what I mean? That is, okay, you know, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that movie Rudy, right? So I love that movie. But it kind of reminds me of that one because remember he goes away to, to college and he comes back and his brother's banging the weirdo looking chick and uh, or whatever. And yeah, so. But this is a twin. This, but that was a funny brother. That's weird enough in itself. Right. But a twin. A, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been times in my lifetime where I've dated some girls and I'm like, man, the, the sister. If I only could have gotten this. Yeah. But nobody can make that argument. Like, well, this person's nicer. They're, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the twin, the other twin is uh, looks just like the the brother, the guy she was dating, looks just like him. But maybe he's more outgoing. He's got a better personality. Um, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what else is genetic as far as body parts go. But you know, and then everything else. 
So there. So, so he writes. But yeah, a twin? Like why? That's. Mm. He writes. I first started dating my now ex girlfriend when we were both sixteen. However, we made the decision to break up before heading off to college when we were eighteen. He explained. I decided to go a few hours away uh, while she decided to stay local. Also note that my girlfriend was very close with my family, so this was hard on my family as well. Well, of course, you go away to school. She's local. Family probably still likes her. Obviously, your brother liked her a bunch. <laughs> and uh, when returning home from my first year of college, did you not come home at all? Oh, please tell me. Oh, so they were banging at Christmas and you didn't even know? When returning home, uh, my brother surprised me with the news that he had been dating a girl for over six months now. Uh-huh. So it was during Christmas, obviously. And he, but you didn't come home for Christmas? What were you doing that you weren't going to come? I don't care if it's several hours. You got like six weeks off. From Winter break, holiday, what the fuck you want to call it? Break for college is weeks long. Come home. You're gonna. What are you going to do? Uh, only problem... It was my ex-girlfriend. Okay. Like I said, that's weird, dude. The Reddit poster was furious about the situation, but came up with an agreement with his brother where it said, uh, as long as they're going to be having a relationship, he was going to have continue his brotherly relationship with his brother. As long as his brother never mentioned her to him or made them interact. He happily agreed to these terms, is what he writes. Recently, my brother surprised me with the news that the two of them are now engaged. Blah, that's fucking weird. I told him absolutely not. Oh, that he wanted, and he, the brother said, I want you to be the best man. Fuck, no, 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 no. That's not. Uh,. My brother had agreed from the beginning that I would not have to attend any event while my ex would be there. I mean, you date, but here, okay, okay, okay. Now back this up because you you dated for two years, man. You dated for two years, sixteen, eighteen. I know. I dated a girl from around that age, and I dated her for a couple years. And when you're that age, it's it crushes. Then you go away to school and whatever. But how old your brother? Your twin brother. So you just finished first year of college. Well, by the way, what's your brother been doing? Is he going to college? Is he the artsy one? Is that what it is? Or is he the mechanically inclined one? Maybe he's street smart, but he's not book smart. Maybe that's why the, your ex-girlfriend likes him. Maybe he's not burying his nose in books. There is something different between the two of them, right? Gotta be. Uh, uh, where, am I, where am I reading that? See, that's why I gotta stop going off on tangents. My whole family is calling me selfish and telling me I can suck it up for one night. I bet but I just don't feel comfortable being the best man at my ex's wedding. But you're, well, okay, but you're not being the uh, the best man at your ex's wedding. You're being the best man at your brother's wedding of a girl you dated for two years and now she's banging a guy who looks just like you, but for some reason she likes him more than she likes you uh, type situation. That's weird. So he said, so what do you guys, do you think he's an asshole? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I don't think I could do that. I mean, okay, here's the thing. All right, so let's say, let's say he's 20, right? So it's it's two years, three years. Let's say he's 21, 22. I don't know. I don't long been dating this girl. Let's say he's early 20s, right? That, 
all right, I could see where a two-year, you're in your teens, that thing got all heavy duty, right? And then, uh, you know, but if you're, if I'm just saying, that might bother me too, especially if the guy looked just like me. But um, I don't, it wouldn't bother me if I was 30 or 32. I'd be weird. That'd be weird. Um, it reminds me of a joke. The great Mike Armstrong, uh, comedian guy, was talking about, because he's talking about how his wife, Tell me his wife is a twin, so sometimes at holidays he would go up to his wife's sister and be like, I know what you look like naked. Because <laughs> his wife's a twin. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, okay, so some Reddit people said, say this one person wrote, uh, they said, honestly, it's disgusting what they did, and he's right for not wanting to be involved, being the Reddit poster, in a relationship based on such a huge betrayal to him. It is. It is kind of a thing. Um, one person wrote, this is super scummy move. Yep. He is not obligated to attend. Another wrote. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you're that age, relationships are huge. I don't think, I don't think he's wrong. I think the brother's wrong for, for dating this chick. I really, really do. I don't think he should, I don't think he should have done it. I mean, if he had, I, I hate to say this. Especially anybody who knows me personally might don't want them to judge me for this. If he hung out with her a few times in an intimate way, come on, I'm just saying we're all people, right? But you know, <laughs> I don't think he, uh, yeah, marriage and all that stuff because it's, that's marriage. It's your twin brother, right? Um, now they never said. Actually, I've been saying all the time about how he, she's marrying a guy who looks just like you. Are they not? Do they not look just like each other? They didn't say. I would assume because they didn't clarify what they were. Was that paternal, identical, and maternal? Um, yeah, I would assume that it's they're identical. So yeah, that does get. But you ever look at a twin, like two, a pair of set of twins, like you're like, eh, there's something just a little bit different between them. Like those pictures you see of a Dalmatian puppy, and they're like trying to figure out what's the difference between oh there's a spot missing over here and there's one over here or, you know there's always something a little bit different but yeah mm-hmm. I remember one time uh, I met this girl early on in high school and I was new to the area and I would met this girl and um, she was Asian and not that that really had anything to do with it but she was adopted uh, from she was Korean and uh, she went to the school and I and a friend of mine went and hung out with uh, her and her friend. Like I said, I was new to the school. I didn't really know anybody and hung out. And then the next day of school, so that was on like a Saturday, next day of school, Monday, Tuesday, I saw her in the cafeteria and I was like, hey, so-and-so. And she was like, I'm not so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, but but you're, nobody told me she had a twin sister. Who the fuck doesn't do that? Who doesn't go, oh, that's so-and-so and that's her twin sister, I didn't know. Why would you? That's a that's a funny story though. It's true, true story. I'm like, hey, and it was the most it was the most confusing things I'd ever experienced in my, I think, fourteen years, for fifteen years of life. At that point, it was very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, where are we at? All right, I think we should, uh, at this point, I got some more stuff coming up on the show. We're going to answer some emails, talk about some stuff. We have international email coming up. We're going to talk about some hockey. Um, 
I might, well, I got a little something in before that. And then, uh, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break right now. I know people are like, what, 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 what? Sorry. So you remember how you didn't have to listen to the commercial in the beginning of the, of the program? Well, guess what? Now you got to listen to it in the middle. Because all these people are saying, do the middle, do the middle ads, John. Do the middle ads. Well, here it is. I'm going to try it out. All right. <laughs> all right. Hang out. Uh, go pee or something for a minute and a half. Unless you're driving, in which case, don't do that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Huh? Episode 33 of the John D. Podcast. Episode 33, Train to Trace in the old Espanoli language. I was actually going to try to do that. Um, I was going to try to do the opening to part two the same as I did it for part one. That way people would be uh, like, you know, driving or just listening and be like a little commercial. And then that comes back and like, wait, what, what's going on? Is this part one or part two? What happened? No, it's, <laughs> this is part two. I just didn't think I was gonna be able to keep it get together. You know, <clears throat> I think I was gonna be able to kind of pull it through. So did you like the commercial? Huh? I, I'm doing it in the middle. Basically, long story short, I know I was doing it in the beginning and stuff like that, but long story short, because of podcast business reasons, stuff like that, I'm doing it in the middle now. So I appreciate that. It's just, you know, but it's also a way to uh, make a little bit of scratch from this little podcast game. Otherwise, you can support the show, though, besides listening to a commercial, uh, is you can also, there's listener support buttons on all the pages, there's still ways to make donations. Um, if you look into it, you really want to support the show, there's definitely ways to do it. Okay. But like I said, anyway, little commercial. Anyways, back to the show. Did you pay your taxes? <laughs> Did you pay your taxes? Did you do your taxes? Whichever. Um, I actually just finished mine the other day. I know they're a little late, but don't worry. It was fine. It was fine. Um, but yeah, it was weird. So I'm very prone to doing this. If I'm doing something, especially if it's, uh, tedious or just not very interesting to me which obviously tax who yes some people like doing taxes i don't like doing taxes who the fuck does but i'm very prone to just investigate things i'm just got that curious kind of mind so i got a little history real quick on taxes and what they are so first off uh this was funny so people have said it supposedly for a very long time uh but actually a famous american um historical person uh, made the, the phrase famous, and that is, there's only two things in life that are certain, death and taxes. Yeah. Does anybody know who that was? Does anybody know who it was? Big drum roll. Uh, it was... <laughs> drum roll? I did a cat sound. Uh, that's my life. Um, death and taxes. And that was Mr. Hundo himself, Mr. Ben Franklin. That's the one. Yeah. He's the one who said death and taxes, or at least he took it from somebody else and made it famous. I don't know. doesn't matter. But that's, that was him, death and taxes. But it was funny. I was talking about that uh, with a friend of mine, and I was like, yeah, death and taxes. And my son goes, no, daddy, it's death, taxes, and poop. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right. Death, taxes, and poop. They're pretty much all the same thing. So, <laughs> Ben Franklin. And then my son put his wise beyond his years spin on it. I thought it was pretty funny. Did you know the history of taxes in Virginia? Uh, well, the United States, but also in Virginia. So, that didn't come around. 
income taxes originally started. Um, so they didn't have them during like the Revolutionary War. I mean, they started because of that, right? Um, but it wasn't really about that. Like the the colonies were protesting the fact that they were getting taxed by certain things. Um, in Virginia, there was um, Patrick Henry made his big speech where he was like, give me liberty or give me death. And one of the things he brought up in that speech was taxes, the Boston Tea Party, all this stuff like that, all related to taxes. But it was really a look at a bigger uh, scope of what they were really going for as far as uh, freedom from jolly old England. So that was that. But real income taxes, like we sort of think about them now, was actually during the Civil War by and the Union states started charging income taxes uh, to help uh, fund the war effort. So that's how they did that. After the war was over, they stopped doing that. And then a couple decades later, they brought it back. Here's one of the funny things about that, though, folks. When that first came around, if taxes first came back, do you know who paid the majority of taxes in the United States? The majority of the taxes? Do you know who did? The rich people. Hmm. Go figure that concept, huh? Yep. There were some people that were making so much money that they were being taxed 82% of their total income because they made that much money. But they paid that much money in taxes. I don't know. I don't think anybody should lose 82% of their income. I really don't. But when Jeff Bezos is divorced his wife, she took billions of dollars, and he still has billions of dollars to spend on a giant yacht and all this other shit, and he doesn't pay taxes? That is just fucking wrong, man. That is wrong. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit. And then during all the wars, World War II, stuff like that. And then over time, the United States, they changed their... Uh, they changed the laws and everything else like that. And now rich people pay, you know, 5% of the taxes, even though they have 1%, you know, 1% of the people have all the money that they pay 5% of the taxes. It's some shit like that. I'm throwing out a bunch of numbers. Sorry, I'm a little tired. <laughs> but the point being is that at least when they started, they had the right idea and then it just got all convoluted and fucked up. Yeah. And then it's gone on from there. But they were doing taxes a long time ago, like thousands and thousands of years, right? One of the earliest recorded times was in 3000 BC uh, when the Egyptians used to do it. Um, and then later on, um, it was in, uh, they believe it was in, it was Ptolemy, Ptolemy V, that he had stones made that went out to some of the lands that he had conquered. And this one, which is called the Rosetta Stone, Anybody familiar with that? Most people probably know it as the name of a program you can buy, <clears throat> put it on your computer, then sit in the corner of a uh, hotel bar that you're staying in on a on a business trip and learn a foreign language. You can learn French while looking extra creepy on your little business trip. Uh, that's Rosetta Stone. But what it really what a Rosetta Stone really is what it what it is, it was a stone that was made. Ptolemy uh, the fifth. 197 BC, um, which I think is funny because I, I'd say it, I'm, I tell you, people were sitting there in 197 BC going, dude, can you imagine a little less than 200 years? It's going to be zero. Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, 
But yeah, so they, Ptolemy V, he had these stones sent out and they were in Egyptian hieroglyphics and they were in the uh, ancient Greek language. And this stone was made, it was found by Napoleon's army in France in, France in 1790s. It was t- uh, captured by the British um, who defeated him, Napoleon, and then they uh, took it back to England where well, they deciphered it, and it was big because it was the first time uh, in the early 1800s they deciphered it and found out what it was. Uh, it was the first time that anybody had cracked the code, as it were, on hieroglyphics and ancient Greek languages. Language. And so, you know, that was a big deal. But it was tax instructions. <clears throat> That's what people don't realize. It was tax instructions. It was Ptolemy's V's instructions on how to for people to pay their taxes. <laughs> I just hope it was a good read. Like, I hope it just, they deciphered it and it wasn't like, okay, add line eight to line nine, deduct the sum of eight, lines eight and nine from line 10, that's your refund. <laughs> if lines eight and nine are more than line 10, you are some shit. I just thought it was funny, though. I told my, I told my friend the other day, uh, Rosetta Stone. He's like, yeah, I like that Tom Hanks movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. That's Da Vinci Code, dummy. Ugh. Rosetta Stone. Da Vinci Code. Shut up, dummy. All right. Email time. I wish I had some email music. I don't have any email music. Got a couple more. Appreciate everybody who wrote in last time. That was awesome. I actually have an update on one of those. That was pretty cool. And a couple more people, some more people wrote in. Not many, just a few. Let's go over those real quick, huh? Shall we? Uh, you can write into the show as well. The John D Podcast. T-H-E-E-J-O-N-D Podcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on Twitter uh, at John Podcast, John D Comedy, um, The John D Podcast on Facebook. Um, yeah, any of those, you can message me. I'll read those. But that's an email address I have for now. The Johnny Podcast at Gmail. So, all right, let's go back to this. So, the title of this one is from, oh, it says uh, from Allison. The title for her email says, Bad Advice. Hmm. Mr. John D. Miller. Oh, that that's how I get letters from people I owe money to. <laughs> Your bill has not been paid in full. All right. Uh, Bad advice. Mr. John D. Miller, I just want to let you know that I like your show. However, your advice to Mr. Young Josh on the last episode was not what he should be doing. Telling somebody at his point and position in life to consume drugs. I didn't do that. I didn't tell him to consume drugs. If anything, I told him not to. Yes, I did bring up weed. But that's a that's more of a natural remedy. I and I told him I'm not, I wasn't telling him to do it. I was just saying try to find something that's more along a natural route than some of these other medications that they give people. Um, I'm just saying I don't. I, I'm not a pill guy. I never have been, and um, I don't know. I just okay. I wasn't telling him consume drugs, lady. You can't even tell me where you're from. You gotta tell me where you're from, and I don't want a region. Re, region. I want to fucking stop. 
consume drugs. I am a recovering alcoholic of 14 years. Okay, I give a kudos on that one. The way that I managed to get myself out of what is alcoholism was through deep, intense therapy and medications. Josh needs to be under the the supervision of a medical doctor as well as a licensed therapist. Um, uh, Best wishes in your continued sobriety and in Josh's newfound freedom from what is alcohol. Uh, Like the show, Allison. Hmm. Well, Allison, I have an update for you on Josh. Uh, He sent me an email. Uh, Long story short, I don't want to read the whole thing, but basically he's doing good. He said, thanks for the advice. He's moving back to Utah to go back to his girlfriend who wants him back after he's been in Arizona uh, recovering, getting his shit straight. And he said in the email that he's not a pothead. And he never has been. I'm not saying I'm a pothead. I'm just, I'm not saying anybody should. I'm just saying. It's just an example of what and how the pharmaceutical companies and the government have just made this pill industry so freaking crazy, expensive, and everything else. Classic example, insulin. The price of insulin has gone up how much? 700% in the past 10 years? Anyways. Point being, though, as I'm telling him that, um, but he says he's fine. So, hey, congratulations. 14 years sober. Awesome. Um, I'm at uh, 98 days. So, um, Josh, but he says he's doing good, and he seems like he's doing all right. So, I don't think it was terrible advice. Is that what you said? No, bad advice. Bad advice. All I was saying was, and that's what you did, though, Allison. You found a way. Through therapy and medication. Hey, if that's the route you want to go, do it. I was only advocating him finding a method that works for him and not stop. That's the thing. You you can't stop trying to find what cures you for anything in life, right? Does that make sense? I think it's not Da Vinci Code. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. But uh, that was good because I was going to tell people that Josh says he's doing all right. So that's awesome. All right. This one is from Daniel. And the title is How Into Comedy. How Into Comedy. That's what it says. Uh, Dear Mr. John D. Miller. All right. I like that sounds a little better than Mr. John D. Miller. Is that what it was? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Mr. Johnny Miller, this is Daniel from Minnesota. I know I can hear you doing your crappy, hey, crappy what? Crappy Minnesota slash Canadian accent. It's not good. Stop doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I love you, Northern people. I do, I do the Minnesota there, you know, and next to Canada. But you're such nice people. Is it that bad? Stop doing that. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> it literally says that. I know you're doing your Minnesota slash Canadian voice. It's terrible. Please stop. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Minnesota. Okay. So, okay. So, Daniel there. 
Uh, okay, what does he say? Uh, I just wanted to ask you how you got into comedy, when you started, and what made you want to stop. Okay. I got into comedy, Daniel. That's a good question. Thanks, man. Uh, Daniel, to answer your question, I got into comedy from a very young age. I've talked about it some. I used to listen to comedy albums from old greats, um, whatever he does in, did in his personal life. Bill Cosby was a great comedian. I uh, listened to him, Robin Williams, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Stephen Wright, um, all these great comics, uh, even the ones that swore like crazy. My mom and my parents, both my parents and my step-parents were all cool. They let me listen to stuff like that. They supported me in that. And then later on in life, I got to uh, uh, D.C. area, you know, the Virginia. I went to a comedy club, and um, I'd always thought about doing stand-up. I used to listen to the albums and just hear the applause, and I loved it. And... Um, uh, so I started doing open mics and stuff like that. If you're asking me, are you thinking about getting into it? Is that why you're asking? Um, because hey, it's great. I mean, the hey, this stuff's becoming over with this crazy COVID shit and everything. So clubs are coming back. So yeah, I mean, it's how did I get into it? That's how I got into it. I had an interest in it from a very young young child. Um, I've always loved everything comedy, acting. I just watched this thing today about how Chevy Chase is one of the regarded as one of the biggest assholes to ever uh walk Hollywood. Um and apparently he's a giant he's just an asshole, but uh, you know, look what he's done. I love his stuff. I love Bill Murray, all the, I mean, just all his guys. I just I've always had an interest in just comedy, uh, and the aspect that it literally is the type of thing where you're literally just trying to evoke that one emotion for the most part, you know? I mean, music, you can be sad. You can be, you know, knocking the roof off or tearing the roof off. Whatever whatever the kids are saying these days, you know, you're knocking the roof off there. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. But you're going for that one emotion, that one laughter, uh, as far as comedy goes. And, it, you know, everything else can be so diverse, but, you know, laughter. And I just thought it was really cool. And uh, so that's how I got into it. Started doing it, eventually started, you know, local stuff, then got a little bigger, a little bigger as far as people I worked for. And then I got to travel a bit to, I don't, I don't, I never did Minnesota, but I did um, states up north and I did places in Canada and stuff like that. So, um, all right. Well, I'll work on the accent. How about that? Cause I love, I love a hey, state of hockey, Minnesota, Minnesota. And, um, and of course, Canada. I love the sport of hockey. So, you know, <laughs> I'll work on the accent. Oh, uh, why did I stop? I talked about this before. I just kind of got to a point where I felt like I was going nowhere with it. Um, I thought of, it's funny because I'm sitting there like, oh, you know, I should, I kind of had worked on some material. I still have, but just all new jokes, like just stand up jokes, just stand up stuff. Um, and I've actually used some stuff in on the show that I might turn into a stand up joke. Because what? There's four of you listening. So it's not, I'm just kidding. There's more than that. But there's a good chance that somebody hasn't heard it before. So, um, but it was funny because I was getting ready, like thinking, like, yeah, I should go back to doing comedy. And, uh, and then this whole thing happened. <laughs> so it set me back a little bit. But that's, and that's why I started doing a podcast. I love doing the podcast. It's fun. I, I mean, I sit in the basement, I talk to myself, and, and then some people listen. If it goes somewhere awesome. I hope it does, but but yeah, that's why I stopped. I just felt like I wasn't going anywhere with it, and I was tired of doing the same old jokes. I just I just hit a block. I just hit a wall. 
a, a glass ceiling. I don't know. I don't know what the term for it is, although glass ceiling is <laughs> a term they usually use for, uh, you know, women in the workplace. But um, I will say this. I felt like in a way I had, did hit a get glass ceiling in one aspect in the fact that I was a chubby white guy with a beard and just I, and I don't care. It's nothing against me personally. I know it was just the the diversity that they wanted, um, working the circuit type of situation. And it's okay. I understand. I'm not. I'm really not mad at anybody about it. I'm really not. I'm not gonna. Well, you only hired that comic because they're whatever. I don't care if they're are they funny. Don't get me wrong. I had plenty of instances that I saw people that they were they were not that funny. They were not. But, you know, but they got the job and, and whatever. So, I mean, I got my gigs. I got mine, too. You can't do all diversity. Just like you can't do all chubby white guys with beards. It just, that's just the way it works. So, but that's why I stopped. And then I got a, I had a family and, a, um, you know, marriage and all that stuff like that. And so things changed a little bit. But it's something that always be a part of me and all that fun shit. So, but if you're thinking about doing it, uh, I'm not saying you asked that, but if you are, uh, come up with five minutes of material, just five minutes, talk about anything. Cause those five minutes you're going to forget and probably never do. If you stick with comedy six months later, you probably won't even be doing anything close to what those are? Your jokes will probably still suck just like everybody's does at six months or a year. Um, but just do five minutes. Just the fact that you can go up there and talk for five minutes in front of complete strangers is, is a step in the battle, you know, it's a step in the right direction. So, um, if you're thinking about doing it, that's what I would do. So I think that's, yeah, stop doing it. And I'll try to stop doing the accent. <clears throat> all right. Next one. Where are we at? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing all right. We got a few more minutes. This one is from Sasha. Um, Sasha. And she, uh, her title of hers email said, the subject says, trans or lgbt interesting okay sasha writes uh hi john d hi sasha how are you uh greetings from germany hey germany in the house don't worry i won't do a bad german accent like daniel told me not to do for the canadians and minnesotans the old minnesota i did it haha <laughs> germany greetings from germany all right, uh, Sasha from Germany writes, um, uh, where'd it go? There it is. I'm, I'm having to scroll on my phone on this one. Um, Sasha writes, I enjoy the show very much. I enjoy its simplicity, and I enjoy your voice. I think it's very nice. Quick question, how do you feel about trans or LGBTQ, now on this, uh, people... How do you feel about them? I would love to know. Thank you, Sasha. From Germany. Oh, that was further down. <laughs> Sasha from Germany. Okay. Well, thank you, Sasha, first off, for listening. That's awesome. You're probably listening to me because of somebody such as, and I give him credit for it, um, Mr. Burt Kreischer. I'm not name dropping on this, but I'm pretty sure that you're probably somebody who heard of me because maybe you follow Burt. And he retweeted some stuff um, that I tweeted and in a very nice way. 
and you probably saw it or something. Because one of the ones he retweeted, it was viewed like a, what do they call them, impressions? Yeah, it was like 150,000 or something. It was crazy. Um, and I definitely picked up some listeners from that. So, all right, how do I feel about trans or LGBTQ? Um, first off, I don't really, I mean, the way I was raised, um, if you're a cool person, you're a cool person. Um, I don't, I know it's a strange time. Are you transgender or one of the LGBTQ? If you are, if you are, it's okay. I don't care. I appreciate you listening to the show. My view, and that's the way I was raised, and it's just the way I think about it in life. If you're a cool person, you can, you can be anybody. You could be hot. You could be, you know, very good looking. You could be rich. You could be anything. But if you're a jerk and an asshole or whatever, you that's what you are. So I don't care how you dress or how you, what clothes, you know, what, how you dress, who you date, the way you talk or whatever. Uh, if you're a cool person, you're a cool person, and that's what matters. So, I've known trans people in my life. Um, I've known people who literally uh, went through a, the transformation. So they went from looking, say, as, as like a woman to looking like a man. Literally, look look like a man. <laughs> he looked like a man. I know somebody out there did it. Um, but no, but they did that. I've also known uh, somebody who went from being a man to a woman. They didn't go the whole, uh, was it Caitlyn Jenner thing? But they did. Um, was that your name? Yeah. Um, but they did do a lot of it. And but I don't care. And then as far as the other things, your sexual orientation, I don't care. It, it's. I think you're fine. I think that everybody should just learn to respect other people, whether you be trans or LGBTQ. You know, we're all people. We all have certain certain rights that we're all uh, inalienably. inalienably entitled to, I don't care where you live, I don't care where you're from, you're a person, you deserve to be treated like one. Um, whatever religion, anything, any of that. So um, as far as that goes, I don't I don't think I've said anything on the show that would make you think otherwise, but um, yeah, I don't care. Listen all you want. Um, I've had people that were, I won't say very, like really close friends that were, were trans, but I've known people, I've talked to them, I, and I just talk to them like I talk to anybody else, just like I talk to my gay and lesbian friends like they're anybody else. <clears throat> um, the bisexual, I try usually to talk to the girls just because. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus, John, you went there with it, right? Every guy, they all want a bisexual female friend, right? Because they're hoping for something that's not probably going to happen. I don't know. I'm just saying. But Sasha, to answer your question, I think they're all contributing members of society, whatever they are, trans, LGBT, or Q, um, are all together. And, you know, I think they're fine. As long as they good people. That's it. That's all that matters. That is the official statement from John D. Miller of the John D. Podcast, Sasha. If you're good, you're chill, you're nice, treat people with respect, I'm all about it, so... Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, that was fun. We got one more. Got one more. This is an interesting one, folks. Got written this guy who, uh, this is from Wade. And the subject title, whatever, for his email is more hockey. (laughs) 
He says, hi, John D. Podcast. All right. Well, you got the name of the show correct. Although it's T-H-E-E, the John D. Get it? The John D. It rhymes, Wade. That's why I did it. By the way, you didn't say where you're from. Well, I'm because I'm starting the email now. Okay, so uh, it says, uh, even though I'm a big Caps fan, so we're going to talk some hockey. I'm a hockey fan too, so this is what's coming. Even though, as Wade writes, let me start that over. (laughs) Hi, John D. Podcast. Even though Tom Wilson is nothing more than 10 bitches on a bitch boat. What? What is a bitch boat? Uh Uh-huh. I think I've been on that boat. It was... <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd you do that, Wade? Even though Tom Wilson is nothing more than ten bitches on a bitch boat, and then you after the boat you have a circle, you have a copyright circle thing next to it. How how do you do that on a computer? Have I been able to do that this whole time and not known? Um Tom Wilson, he plays for the caps. He's all right. Wade writes, uh bitch boat. Copyright C. And then he says, don't get upset about that. Uh, you know I'm right. No, I don't, Wade. But you know what? We'll we'll talk. It was great, all capitals, great. <laughs> okay. To hear some more hockey talk on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did talk about some hockey. I did. I did. I was talking about that whole thing with Wilson and the Panarin and that little guy going in there and... um since the playoffs are now underway, you should do more hockey talk. Damn it. Is it two M's in damn it or is it MN? Hmm. Well, you seem to be pretty eloquent. You didn't tell me where you were from, Wade. Who's who's your team? Who's your player on your team that everybody fucking hates? Uh, more hockey talk. Damn it. Your audience freaking demands it. Is it freaking or freaking? I guess it's freaking. Anyways, all caps. More hockey. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. More hockey. All right, Leonidas, settle down. <laughs> you guys need a lot. Leonidas was, he was the uh, the leader of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae when they defeated the Persian Empire. 300 Spartans held off a million Persian military force at the Thermopylae Pass. I actually do know that. For Yes, yeah, Thermopylae. Leonidas. That was actually three hundred. Did we say that movie? That's a pretty good movie. If you like, if you like muscle oily dudes running around in speedos, you'll definitely like that movie. More importantly, it was a pretty good movie. The graphics and stuff like that were pretty cool. Um, I just remember that one scene where Leonidas uh, is sitting there and he's like, "Take, give." Oh no, what does he say? Is it take from them everything, but give them nothing? I'm probably saying that quote wrong, but it's basically all those words, maybe in different order. That's what he said. Take from there. And I just remember that one scene. I'm like, ah, all right. That was cheesy shit. And that's a pretty good movie, though. Um, all right. So Tom Wilson, bitch, and a 10 bitches on a bitch boat. What is 10 bitches on a bitch boat? Is it a pontoon boat? Is it a speed boat? And who are these bitches? And I assume by bitches you mean you don't mean uh as an effeminatory derogatory term, Wade, do you? <laughs> um yeah, more hockey. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed this. PS. How much to sponsor your studio as 
the Tom Wilson is nothing more than 10 bitches on a bitch boat. Circle com, uh, copyright circle C studio question mark. How much is it? All right. So you don't like Tom Wilson. You think Tom Wilson's a bitch. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't First off, Wade, um, where the fuck are you from? Who's your team? Who's your player that everybody hates? Okay. Um, because what do you think about uh, Marshawn? What do you think about him? That little tart of a player, huh? Yeah, the guy's got hands. Yeah, he can skate. I loved when he got destroyed by Ovechkin in the series, which the Caps lost. They ran out of gas. They just had nothing. Um, Vanacek should have been the starter. He got hurt 14 minutes into the first game. He should have been it. Samsonov was off doofing around with uh, Kuznetsov. Samsonov was. So they got the, the protocol thing. It just they ran out of injuries. They just ran out of gas. And Boston was coming back. They're a little bit younger. Um, they got hot at the right time. Every, if I mean, 2018, Caps won the Cup. They got hot at the right time. They had a good coach. They had a good core of players. And everybody contributed. So, um, But, yeah, Marshawn, fucking Brad Marshawn, that guy, that guy's a bitch. All the little shit he does, they get in the little scrums, and all of a sudden he turns and, you know, all of a sudden his stick comes up in the face of somebody like reaching around the linesman or the ref to do that. That's a little bitch. Like I said, the guy can play hockey. Can't say Tom Wilson can't play hockey. The guy can play. Look, you have to be a certain level to play in uh, in sports, professional sports, especially NFL, NBA, NHL. You know all that shit, right? Which, by the way, Wade making me look stupid here. <laughs> well, no, I sit there and I talk about these sports analysts on previous episodes. And talk about how these sports analysts talk about the. But here's the thing. I'm talking about hockey. I know the game. Stephen A. Smith, if anybody is proving me right on this, Stephen A. Smith the other day, because the NHL is moving to the to ESPN next year, Stephen A. Smith, who I think is one of the worst sports commentary uh, show guys that in the history of all the crap that Fox Sports and ESPN put out, <clears throat> for him to talk, he did a thing about the NHL. He did a thing about Connor McDavid. And Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl, about how they were on the Edmonton Oilers, that they did nothing in the playoffs. The Oilers lost in four games. And he literally said in his statement, a several-minute-long statement, about how bad McDavid and Dreisaitl had let down their team. He said in the statement, quote, all I know really about hockey is that the puck is black. That's all he said. And then he went on to tell these guys that they weren't acting like pros. They didn't play like pros. And that's all he had to say. Now, I'll talk about hockey. I know about it. I follow it. Stephen A. Smith doesn't know shit about it. It's, he might as well be Wilbon or Kornheiser. Yeah. Don't fucking sit there and talk shit. Stephen A. Smith and Kornheiser and Wilbon. You don't even, you don't even fucking watch the game and then all of a sudden you're going to come along at the end of the year and go, well, they're just going to underachieve again. And then they don't. And they're like, oh, I knew they had it. Fuck you. I wouldn't say he's a bitch. I don't think Wilson's a bitch. I think that, uh, if you're talking about the whole thing with Panarin, you know, it, like I said, Panarin stuck his nose in some place he shouldn't have gone into. And uh, should Wilson have done everything that he did? No. Did I think he deserved penalties for it? Yes. Do I think they need to have a giant clearing brawl just for the next game because of it? Uh, yes and no, um, but 
you know, am I, is Tom Wilson the? Come on, man. <laughs> come on, Wade. Marshawn, that douche. Like I said, well, he tried to do a little spinorama, and Ovechkin came down and literally skated through him. <laughs> that was that was awesome. But you know, Marshawn his dear little ways got back uh, later on in the game. Ovechkin dodged a hit, was trying to get out of the up from that hit that he kind of half got. But he was getting back up, and then there's Marshawn comes flying in, you know, blindsiding him. No, nothing happened. That's part of that series though with the Cavs in Boston. Cavs got no puck luck. They hitting crossbars, you know, those type of shots where you know an inch down the pucks in the net. So, uh, but then I, I don't think the refs were on their side much. And then even if they did call stuff on the on the the Bruins, called some penalties on them, they would literally, you know, they'd be offsetting, you know. So, um, but you want to talk about Bennett from Florida? Bennett, that guy's ridiculous. And then let's talk about one of the biggest ones. You talk about Wilson being on a bitch boat. Why? Because he can fight. Because he can stand up for himself. Here's you want to talk about a guy that is literally out to end somebody's career. Not necessarily you, Wade, but other people. Um, you know, is like Nazim Kadri. Look at Kadri from Colorado. You know, there's a reason why Toronto got rid of him because he he messes stuff up in the playoffs. Playoffs. He does. He sits there and he gets suspended all. That's like his fifth suspension. Uh, I don't know, but they gave him eight games for the. That was a headhunter hit, um, for sure. The one he did on Falk, on Justin Falk from the Blues, that was ridiculous, uh, absolutely. And I hope Falk's okay. Um, it wasn't the type of situation like Kadri went at him, like literally left left his feet, uh, and definitely. People are like, well, it doesn't mean he was trying to injure him. I don't know, dude. You hit somebody like that, and Kadri tried to say, well, I thought I was going to get him in the body. You, Dude, you left your feet. You were going to drill him no matter what. So don't pull that shit. Um, Jesus Christ, I'm doing another. All right, well, I'm just saying, Wade. Um, something like that, but I don't I don't think Wilson, I mean, he can play the game. He may not like the way he acts personally as far as other things and when he gets into scrums and when he goes into the penalty box and he poses <laughs> like, like he's, you know, he was mocking Bushnevich from the Rangers. Yeah. But who's your team? Wade, won't you, won't you tell me that there, buddy? Who's your team that nobody likes or a player? I'm just happy the, uh, I want to talk about hockey. I'm just, the Penguins are out. Islanders knocked them off with the former Capitals coach. Barry Trotz, who coached them to their first ever Stanley Cup, who they let go to the Islanders so they could have Tide Raider and screw shit up for a year. And then they bring in uh, Peter Laviolette. I don't know about him. Um, another one of their S coaches is coaching Boston. Cassidy, he's coaching, he's coaching Boston. He's got them moved on. It's crazy. I'm just glad the Penguins are out. But I tell you, there is one thing, and... I have a friend of mine who's a Rangers fan. The Rangers. Um, we sit around and talk hockey all the time. And, and Wade, it's, he'd probably be like you maybe. We'd sit around and talk hockey and probably just argue with each other about that. But then when it came to hanging out, chilling, drinking beers, um, I'd have to drink a non-alcoholic beer. Um, but I, I still do that. But we, it's basically the type of situation where we could sit and talk about it and then just hang out and chill once we don't talk about it. But maybe we won't see eye to eye on that. 
Um, but like I said, glad the Penguins are out. So it's going to be it's good. But I actually, I watched the uh, well, and Tampa's Tampa's moving on. Um, that should be interesting. I didn't get to see the end of the um, of Vegas and Minnesota. Um, and then uh, it's really weird though. Is uh, Carolina and Nashville in a first round playoff series? That's a strange. That's strange. Um, and but in a way, it really makes sense. They should be in the same division, in my opinion. You got Raleigh and, and Nashville. Like, I mean, they're right. Yeah, I think the NHL needs to change around some of these divisions. I think they're gonna change the divisions once they come back from this. So, because like the Atlantic division was Tampa and Florida, who's in my who are in Miami playing all these teams from the Northeast. And then you had the the Metro division with you know, all these centralized teams. And then I just felt bad for teams in the that other division when they were having to fly up and down the East Coast all the time. That's just kind of shitty. <clears throat> all right, to answer your last question, how much to sponsor your studio as the Tom Wilson is nothing more than 10 bitches on a bitch boat studio? <clears throat> um, how much you got, Wade? Um, I'm not saying I won't do it. I might do it. I do it for an episode. It's gonna cost you some loot, though. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Tom. I wonder if I could hit him up on something and be like, "Hey, this guy is paying me money <laughs> to name my studio after the fact." He says that you're a bitch. <clears throat> um, D. Tom Wilson is nothing more than. What are ten bitches on a bitch boat? I don't think Tom. I think maybe. I think at his worst, Tom Wilson has been four bitches. On a on a bitch dinghy. <laughs> it's like somebody that's what you call a drunk woman that pissed you on. You bitch dinghy. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much you got. I don't know. What do you want? Thousand? I'll start the bidding at a thousand for Tom Wilson is is ten bitches on a bitch boat studio. But I'm definitely willing to come down on that. <laughs> I'm definitely willing to kind of back down a little bit to see um, if we could work out something. I don't know. Uh, you know, rent's coming up. Uh, anyways, all right. So, but wait, you never told, like you said, you never told me what your team was. You love hockey, which is great. Um, but yeah, you never told me where the team was. Because everybody's got that guy on their team, that one dude. Fuck that dude. Matt Cook was one for a long time that people have had over the years. And he changed it. Ryan Reeves in Vegas. Um, <clears throat> there's always that one. Oh, uh, a friend of mine was, do you want to talk about hockey? So a friend of mine was asking me <clears throat> the other day, is that who you're going to root for um, now that the Caps are out? Uh, I My favorite thing to do in sports when the playoffs is to root for um, a team that's never won it or... Um, has not won it in a very long time. So I got to go Toronto, um, Minnesota. I think that it was Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, the Jets. Got to go for the Jets and those. Any of those teams that are just, like I said, never won it or haven't won it in a very long time. Definitely not pulling for Boston. Um, definitely not pulling for, I mean, even Florida. Or not to Florida. Uh, Carolina won one. Oh, six. So, nah. Plus, they're a bunch of assholes. Their fans are dicks. Um, I've been to a game there, and they were not nice. So, uh, okay. So yeah, thousand bucks, Wade. <laughs> I will accept cash, check, or charge. Remember that with the credit card that they had to do that thing. Those were the days. 
All right. So that's the emails, everybody. I want to say thank you to uh, Wade, of course, talking some hockey. A uh, thousand bucks. Tom Wilson is a, on a bitch boat. Uh, Sasha from Germany. Thanks for writing in. Daniel from Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, and then uh, Allison. Hey, thanks for writing in, even though you told me I give bad advice. Um, I appreciate that. Because, hey, you know what? It took you a minute to write that out. And I appreciate that. And you're contributing in some way to my show, which is the John D Podcast. And it's what I do. And you're helping me out. So uh, I guess that's about it. These emails are so long, I thought, but it's going to be a long episode. I'm just going to put it together as as one. As always, uh, Wounded Warrior Project, Feeding America, No Kids Hungry, all those very good projects, all.org. Um, and also, Best Friends is so... Oh, my God. Where did it go? I just want to make sure I don't forget anybody. Feeding America, No Kid Hungry, Wounded Warrior Project, bestfriends.org, which is... Uh, uh, charity that also what they do is they try to um, help out at uh, shelters for um, pets dogs cats stuff like that their goal is to make every animal shelter in the united states no kill by the year 2025 all of those feeding america no kid hungry wounded warrior uh, who gives great support to our veterans remember them this memorial day please Um, and what they all those people that have given the sacrifice um, of course, Memorial Day being the ultimate sacrifice that a lot of people who served our country have done. Wonder Warrior Project. But remember all the veterans, please. Um, all those people. All.orgs. Bestfriends.org. Um, yeah. So do that. But there, are, like I said before, there's ways you can support the podcast. There's listener buttons, um, donation buttons, all that stuff. On websites and pages and everything like that. But like I always say, and I still mean it, (laughs) no matter what my bank account looks like, uh, no, it's not that bad. Um, But yeah, it comes down to me or the charity. Give it to the charity. All right. That has been episode number 33 of the John D. Podcast, Train.Trace, day number 98, no boozing. Um, I guess that's it for now. Uh, I'm going to go get this done. Enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. Like I said, remember Memorial Day. And I will be back to you as soon as possible. Don't forget, you can email the show, The Johnny Podcast, T H E E J O N D Podcast. Okay, bye. Just kidding. Do you think I'd really leave the show like that? No, but seriously, I got to go. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right, see you.